Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is out. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty-three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs' kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo Tom Childs, and backing us up at safety is Dave Barnett. Um, boys, what the fudge is going on with our team? Sports are shit, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it looks so rosy. We had Tyreek Hill back. First quarter, it's... Two touchdowns, looking great. 17-3 up, I think it was. Um, absolutely fantastic. And then I couldn't even tell you what happened after that. Can we go back like a few hours? No. I just want to get it over and done with. Let's go back a few hours to before that because I had the pleasure of watching Jameis Winston play quarterback yesterday. Live oh, that was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, that's what I paid money to see. Jameis Winston Six versus Kyle was it and six? Then, I thought it was five. I must have missed one. Five interceptions and a fumble lost. <laughs> and it, it it was it made me feel good about the Chiefs and what happened last weekend, seeing Jameis Winston do that. But it wasn't all rosy for me because I went to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yesterday to watch an NFL game live in London. And being an avid Arsenal fan that I am, I have to admit that Spurs have absolutely nailed their stadium. It is uh, a beautiful stadium. I haven't even been there yet. It's like it's just so ready for the NFL. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like mm-hmm. compared to when Wembley feels like a soccer stadium that hosts yeah. NFL games, where I genuinely felt like I was in a an NFL NFL specific venue yesterday. Like if you told me that was a stadium in America, I'd have one hundred percent believed you. Mm-hmm. It is an outstanding facility that they've got down in Tottenham. And um, Spurs fans are very lucky that they get to go and watch. Just shame the team's not very good, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you throw the shade for me, Dave. I wasn't going to say it. Um, I'm glad all those trophies that they could have won have been sacrificed for the new stadium. Oh, wait a tick. He's not bitter at all, Brad. He's not bitter (laughs) at all. Um, But no, like the Spurs team of a few last few years are like the the England team of the mid two thousands. Like their golden generation. They almost, yeah, they actually achieved nothing. And um, but they got a nice new stadium out of it, I suppose. But yeah, lovely stadium, great place for the the NFL to be. I don't think it'd be big enough for if the Chiefs come over. I feel like the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes being like the big sports star that he is. I feel like they'd Mm. have to give that game to Wembley. But I would be more than happy if the Chiefs ended up playing a game at Spurs. Uh, Just excuse to go back to that stadium because it it is a really, really nice stadium. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's that's enough um, niceties from me about Spurs. Are we done yet? Are we finished? (laughs) Don't want to talk about this. He's got to bleach his mouth now, Brad. He's got to bleach his mouth. Let's talk talk about something I'm really happy with, you know, like uh, the Chiefs run defence. Let's uh, Uh, start with that. Hey! Well, that was going to be my question, really, because, yeah, before we were rudely interrupted, Dave, um, we were talking about the, the first quarter where it just looked like... yeah. 
it was back to normal. Everything looked mm. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then something happened, and I don't know. I can't put my hand on it, finger on it. Um, what the hell happened? That was, I think, a number of different things. Um, a number, a number of different things. Mostly two things we've complained about already this season: the run defense and the offensive line. <sighs> Um, and defense was shocked. Third thing would be the officials. I thought they were dreadful. Yeah, absolutely dreadful. Like we've had some bad officiating crews before, but they were honestly the worst officiating crew I think I've ever witnessed in a Chiefs game ever. Yeah. I there were so so many flags, and yet it feels like they missed three or four huge calls mm-hmm. and it just baffles me and like don't get me wrong the Chiefs were beneficiaries on one of the calls but there was one call specifically when the Chiefs were up 17-3 to three, I think it was or was it 17-10 to 10 at that was, point I can't remember the first Kelsey one is that the one yes that's the yeah. one yeah they were up 17-9 to nine and driving at that was point was it 9 at that point yeah, yeah. Um, for me that was the turning point in the game Um. You see Mahomes throw it up because he sees the flag get thrown. Mm-hmm. It was li- basically like the Hill touchdown where Mahomes was like, I'll give my guy a chance to make a play, but I know I've got a free play, yeah. so I'm going to throw it up there. Um, and then for some reason, the flag gets waved off. Yeah. And the official reasoning was the ball wasn't in the air, so you couldn't have pass interference. So at that point, it's like, well, is that not defensive holding? Yeah, because he literally like dragged him to the ground. So that's defensive holding, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I I don't understand how they've got together and come to that conclusion. It it like how they've not given a penalty, and obviously because defensive holding isn't reviewable, the refs can call it, and they face no scrutiny at the time for it. Mm-hmm. It just baffles me. I don't understand it. Like I don't see how. He... That, that, that no, that's not the one we challenged. That's it's the one later it's on not reviewable. Yeah. That's the problem. It's not review because they've basically said, okay, the ball wasn't in the air, so therefore it can't be pass interference. Then the only penalty that it can be is defensive holding, and that isn't reviewable. So why didn't they change? Why didn't they this is the what ba- well because they've said the ball's in the air and despite the fact that it's quite clear that Mahomes is on the ground before uh, sorry Kelsey's on the ground before Mahomes has even released the ball yeah it, and it's just like how can six seven officials miss that like I just don't understand it was obvious and I say you can see it's obvious because Mahomes has thrown the ball up because he's seen Kelsey get tackled to the ground and he's seen the flag get thrown. Yeah. That's why he's thrown the ball up. So how can you how you can say the ball was already in the air? The reason Mahomes has thrown the ball is because he's seen the flag get thrown. Yeah. It just baffles me and I don't understand it. And then there was another one, obviously, later in the game, where on third and five, I think it was, um again, Mahomes is tackled. Uh, sorry, Kelsey's tackled. Obviously the ball's in the air this time. It should have been pass interference. It wasn't overturned despite the challenge. And this is what's really annoying me about the NFL this year. They've introduced pass interference as a reviewable call. And I think 
uh, listened to the stat yesterday. One of 26 challenges has been successful. That is insane. Crazy, isn't it? It's like that the- is absolutely insane. It's like they're protecting themselves. Yeah. It's like we don't want to call the ref. It's like what's happening with the Premier League and VAR with you see decisions go wrong in games, it goes to VAR, and then VAR doesn't overturn it. And yeah. everyone in, like, you know, the pundits in the studio are just like... What's the point in it? Why? why? Yeah. What, yeah. Like, if what is the point in making this call reviewable if you're not actually going to overturn anything? Mm-hmm. And from everyone in the studio was like, that's an obvious pass interference call, but they're not going to overturn it. And when everyone in the studio is saying it's pass interference, but they're not going to overturn it, there is a problem. That See, it's to, not to like that. It should. It shouldn't be a case of people going. That's pass interference, they but they're to, not going to overturn it. They need to take it out the referee's hands for that challenge, don't they? To they me, need to, I, it needs to go to an independent kind of review. Well, they go to New York, and on a personal note, I'm not actually bothered. Okay, I'm bothered in the moment that it wasn't given, but I'm kind of happy that they are ballsing this up so much because I was very against pass interference being reviewable yeah. in the first place. So the more the ball they balls this up, the less chance of this being around next year. So the rule is likely, the challenging pass interference is likely to be one and done. And well, it's not though. They, That's the it, problem. It, it's, 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 it's on a like, it's... Um, it's they're trialing it this year. They get to re-vote for it next year. And at this rate, there's why would the coaches vote for this after being so flawed oh, this year? Because it What's needs the to be what? there. But, it needs to be there. It, the refs need to call it prop. That's the issue. But the it, refs it, need to get called out for it. That's the problem. That like saying, oh, just because it's not being used properly now doesn't mean it shouldn't be used. Because that just that basically lets the refs get away with making bad calls, and that's the whole point of having these plays reviewable: is that the refs can't get away, and games can't be changed by bad calls. But you need to put pressure on the league and on the referees when these decisions are made, because otherwise nothing will get changed. And just saying, "Oh well, they're not calling it now. We might as well scrap it." I just think it's a horrible viewpoint because it's just like it it just it will just get worse because that's the problem. If the refs aren't held accountable, then what's the point? Yeah. Like it, I say what's it's the, the point whole challenging thing with, it now. It's the what's, whole thing with VAR. Yeah. It's like yes, it's not going to be perfect right away, but but it will you need never be to perfect. bring it will never ever be perfect. No, but it it's certainly can get be a, better. It can be certainly get better. So you might as well just do away with it now. If it wasn't for the Rams and the Super Bowl and the Saints game, this wouldn't even be a conversation. It's just mm. one place led to this, and now we're going down a minefield of just people not knowing where they stand, ref no not, not knowing where they stand, coaches not knowing what to do, wasting timeouts to change a play, which ultimately ain't going to get overturned. So why not go back to how it was and then just because that doesn't make the game better. Team. That doesn't make the well, game better. I'm, I much prefer last year's version of the NFL to this year's version. 100%. Yeah, but I, I, I last... a monumental turnaround for it to get even close to where it was last year. But and I just don't think the refs are ever going to be in a position where they're going to do that, where they're going to keep going against their own and overturning these decisions. Because when does it stop? When do you go? Okay, well, we dealt with passing interference. Now let's go to offensive. Let's go to offensive holding on the line. It's just it will come too much, and replay is taking over football far too much as it is. It's taking over our football far too much. Just leave it. Let the rest make the call on the fields, and yes, we have to dis- disagree with them. But in in general, they are swings and roundabouts. Just just go with that. I, I just I don't think you can in a in a 
a multi-billion dollar industry like the NFL, you can't afford to have horrendous calls like that. It's bad for business. Like, what happened in the Rams-Saints game last year is bad for the NFL. And they don't want that kind of thing. The league doesn't want it. Now, obviously, they can't make the refs overturn things overnight, but you can be sure that if the league gets heat, they're going to do something about it. You've seen it before. You've seen it with the domestic violence stuff. You've seen it with various other things on off-the-field activities in the NFL and how pre- that how when they've come under pressure, the NFL is very quick to do something about it. And the same will happen with these calls and these refs, that if bad calls continue to happen, the NFL is going to step in and is going to get involved. And it has to happen because, as I say, it's not just it's not just this game this week. It's been happening all season where, I say, you should never be in a situation, like I said before, where people in the studio are going, that's pass interference. And everyone is saying that's pass interference. And they're going, but they're not going to overturn it. It's, yeah. it's just bad. There was a guy in the Sky Sports, wasn't he, who said, uh, "Yeah, oh yeah, it says it's, it's passing pass interference, but they won't overturn it. He actually said that on the... On, and I say it's like when it's that obvious it it shouldn't really be a debate and I don't think going back to last year's rules helps anyone because it's basically just saying to the refs you're untouchable Mm. you can call whatever you want and you'll get away with it it also makes the product this year really unwatchable but Mm. it's going to happen it's happening with VAR in the minute at the Premier League and football is enjoyable because of it but yes but it will get better and it will be better for it. But there is going to be a transitional period where people are going to be unhappy with it. But if it forces positive change to happen, then the game will be better for it in the long run. And that's my problem at the minute is people take such a narrow, short-term view of things where it's not immediately working. Scrap it. And it's like, no. It's like I like VAR in the Premier League. City have been on the end of some horrendous, horrendous VAR decisions in the last, what, six, eight months. But I still want VAR to be a success because the game will be better for it. And it's the same with these reviews in the NFL. Like, I've seen the Chiefs be on the end of some rough calls, but I want it to succeed because the game will be better for it in the long run. So you're saying that it just needs a few tweaks, and it just needs to like it just needs to get to the point where, like, you know, refs aren't protecting themselves. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that takes care of the officials. Yeah. <laughs> That's our our view on the officials, or Dave's view on the officials. There. Yeah. Um, the um, yeah. Let, let's let's get on to the actual you know the, the Chiefs issues at the minute because. We said this after the Colts game. In fact, we probably said this after the, the Lions game, I think it was, that there is a fundamental issue at the moment where the there's both sides of the uh, of the ball, you know, both trenches are not getting the success that they, they were having before. Um, the the offensive line cannot, cannot help the running game at all. And yeah. on the defensive side, we cannot stop a run to save our life. And it's what do you choose first? What do you choose to address first? Do you choose the O-line to protect Mahomes and and try and establish a running game? Or do you actually address the run D? 
Well, I'll let Tom take a, this one first. <laughs> well, as a as a coach and as a head coach, yeah. Andy Reid shouldn't be choosing between the two. It should be we've got these flaws on both sides of the ball. We need to address them both. Yeah. Obviously, Andy Reid being the offensive guy that he is, he probably leaned more towards the O line and whatnot and trying to get a run game established and protecting Patrick Mahomes. But he can no longer ignore this this defensive performance that's been happening for the last two and a half years now. Okay, yeah, he changed the defensive coordinator, but not a lot's changed on that side of the ball in terms of the run defence. So he needs to be in Spags here. He must have ideas about what to do himself. He's not he's not a stupid man, is he? he he's he's one of the best head coaches in football. He must have an idea how to make this run yeah, defence better. But he's an offensive coach. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's always been hands-off with the defence. He yeah, lets the defensive coordinator call but, the game. But he's also a guy that plans for run for defense defenses so he must know what he sees when he's looking at other defenses and how to attack them so that must help him being able to understand defenses so why not try and be in his ear and offer some ideas because whatever's happening at the moment when regards to the rundy it it's just not working it's broken and it's more than broken it's completely destroyed like the the blueprint I hate saying it is out there now. It is out there. It is out there. Keep Mahomes off the field and run run the ball, and you're going to have success. But Andy Reid can't just sit there and go, oh, "I'm going to address the the offensive line, and everything's going to be rosy." We keep Mahomes upright, we get a run game going, and we're going to win games. Yeah, we're going to win some games, but we're not going to win the big games against mm-hmm. good teams. So I don't I don't think you can pick and choose between the two. No, yeah, I do. I, I say for me it's the run defense and it, it, that is the number one priority right now for the Chiefs to fix because it is so hard as a defense when you're consistently in second and short and third and short situations to defend. As an offensive coordinator, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. If you are getting six, seven yards on first down running the ball, the playbook is just completely open to you. You can basically call whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And it's so difficult for a defense to stop an offense in a situation like that because, you know, you, you as I say, the playbook's open to the, to the opposition. You know, you can run another run play. You can run play action. You can take a shot. Like, I say, it's just so difficult when you're constantly getting put in these short yardage situations on early downs it you know it it just like hinders the rest of the defense Mm -hmm. and and i say for me that that until the run defense is fixed the chiefs are really really going to struggle because honestly i don't think the honestly pass defense isn't perfect but it's not the problem right now it's not it's decent and decent is way ahead of where it was last year Mm -hmm. way way ahead of where it was last year but the run defense is so so awful that it's basically wiping out, you know, the positives gained from the past defense. But to yeah. play devil's advocate to what Brad asked, do you not agree that had Mahomes had time, had we had Eric Fisher, had we had some form of run game, like we only lost this game by a score yesterday? Do you not think if Mahomes was healthier that we would have won that game regardless of what happened on the run defense? The Texans had the ball for forty minutes yesterday. The but Chiefs had the ball for 20, 20 minutes. That's what I'm saying. So the defense is the problem. Like, but, but the on the other side of the field, if if you've got a run game, then that eats into that time of possession. Then yeah, we're, but it doesn't matter when you can't. Ourselves. It doesn't matter when you can't keep the offense off the field, and they're chewing clock away. 
Like, we had two three-and-outs in the second half yesterday. Like, if we'd have run the ball on those drives, sure, we might have run another minute or two off the clock, but there still would have been a massive, massive difference in the time of possession. And that's the problem at the minute. Like, because teams can just eat away, eat away. I think it was like the, the Texans game-winning drive, they didn't face third down. That is insane. Mm-hmm. Not a but single third down faced on that final drive. The time of possession isn't entirely on the run defence. It, it is. You, no, it's it's not. solely on the no, run defence. Absolutely not. Because if your offence is keeping hold of the ball and sustaining drives with a balanced attack, run, pass, run, pass, then you're going to keep the ball longer, which eats into their time of possession. If you've got a pass-happy offence, which the Chiefs have got at the moment because they're literally relying on Pat Mahomes to do everything, that's going to lead to incompletions, which is going to lead to stop stopping the clock, which in turn gives the, the Texans the ball back. If we had an established run game yesterday which we can't have because of our offensive line, then the Texans aren't possession, possessing the ball for 40 minutes. It's going to be much more even than it was, which gives us a great chance to win. So. I, I say, it may swing the time of possession a little bit, but it's not it's not bringing it back to anywhere close like an even game. I, I say, the, until the Chiefs fix their run defense issues, they're going to continue to be in games like this where they're going to be behind on the time of possession. Running the ball for the sake of running the ball is a stupid idea. It doesn't help us. And I say, obviously, we're missing Eric Fisher at the minute, which doesn't help because he is, you know, probably our best run-blocking defender, I would mm-hmm. say. You know, you, you you always have questions about potentially against good, really good pass rushers with Fisher. But I would say in the run game, he's extremely solid and probably one of our better uh, linemen. Um, that obviously is not helping. But as I say, it's just... I. I can't look any further than the Chiefs' run defense at the minute as to the deficient, the as the main deficiency and the the, the issue that's causing us the most problems right now. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Any team that's coming in now playing the Chiefs, they're going to be running the ball, and whether they didn't, whether they whether they don't have a good um, run themselves, you know, whether they don't have, have good running backs themselves, they're still trying it. I mean, look what happened with. What? Carlos Hyde. I mean, we, we traded this that is guy away. This is what I mean. It, they're running backs yesterday, Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. Exactly. This is not a stud backfield. Like, you know, this is not Saquon Barkley or Alvin Kamara, as you know, or Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. This is Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. That is not good enough. You can't be making guys like that look like Barry Sanders. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's totally embarrassing. They did look like Hall of Famers, especially... Uh... Carlos Hyde, two two touchdowns, was it 111 rushing? The the Texans as a team had over 200 yards rushing. That is awful. God awful. And as I say, the O-line isn't perfect right now, but they're struggling with some injuries, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of patchwork, but it it doesn't even compare to how awful the run defense is right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, okay. Um, <laughs> from something that we originally thought was an issue uh, cornerback-wise and defensive backs at the beginning of the season, we're now looking at the entire team other than the cornerbacks and defensive backs. I thought, I think they're looking okay at the moment. And I think I think Dave mentioned that before. Cornerbacks, I mean, apparently, um, did, you, <laughs> did you see uh, Traverius Ward's one-handed interception? Pick, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that looked like a, a, a Beckham catch, didn't it, that one? Um, but, I mean, defensive backs-wise, we're, we're doing okay. And you're right, it's it, it doesn't seem to be as big an issue at the minute. And <laughs> we've got somebody like 
you know, we, we, we've always said as well that we wanted somebody like uh, Patrick Peterson, and apparently there is a... Um, the Cardinals are going to be listening to offers for Patrick Peterson, but now I'm looking at that thinking, I don't want anybody like Patrick Peterson now. I just want a good run stuff in linebacker. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say... You still want Patrick like Peterson? Patrick Peterson. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you still want if you, Patrick If you've still got an opportunity to go out and get a guy like that and really see if you can really secure the back end by signing a guy like that. I, I think the DBs are playing okay. I wouldn't say they're playing great. They're, they're okay. They're Claiborne's okay. doing all right as well. But... but Yesterday, if Will Fuller makes three catches, then it, we're having a different conversation well, yeah. um, regarding the defense and talking about defensive backs because there's three drop passes, three drop touchdowns from him yesterday, which obviously makes us look a bit better than it actually was. Um, in terms of fixing the defense, I, I don't know where you go. I just think there's a serious lack of talent. And, and the linebackers, Darren Lee hasn't mm. started particularly well. He's looking he like the he was in, New- in New York. Yeah, he's not looked great. Damian Wilson's probably been the bright spark of the linebacking core this so far this season. Ben Neiman is a downgrade from Anthony Hitchens, and that's not saying a lot about Anthony Hitchens either. Um, we could do with him back though. Um, on defensive line, Chris Jones isn't there, and he, okay, Chris Jones isn't the best run defender, and he never has been. But he's still a force, and he's still a guy you want in there. And at the moment, it's just like it just seems so easy for a team just to run through and get six, seven yards. It's it's also the tackling is a problem. Like yesterday was the worst tackling performance I can remember since Denver last year when we played them in Week Four Monday night. I I think I remember Royce Freeman had on a touchdown where he he got attempted tackle by like seven Chiefs players, and like yesterday was like that. It's just it's just bad scheming, bad talent, bad execution. It's just it's a lot of bad um, negative stuff on, on that side of the ball at the moment. It's like it's not going to be an overnight fix, unfortunately. And no. I feel like we're going to have this conversation over and over and over in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned there, Freeman, um, the Chiefs are going to be playing the Broncos on Thursday night. Uh, another late game for us, lads. One twenty in the AM. Um, are you staying up to watch it? Uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I've got, I've got Friday off work, so yes, I will. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, I'm in work on Friday, so it'll probably be a case of record yeah. it, watch it, watch early it, Friday record morning. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, I'll let you know how it goes, mate, and then you can decide oh, whether you want to watch I'll have, it. I'll have plenty, plenty of notifications <laughs> on my phone when I wake up. I'm sure, so I'll soon know. Well, after what we've been discussing before, um, the Denver Broncos are rolling into town with um, Lindsay and Freeman as their duo. Yeah. And after looking at how Carlos Hyde uh, looked in this last game, um, I'm fearing the worst, lads. I really am. And I wouldn't have said that at the start of the season. Um, I do fear what's going to happen with this 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 Chiefs run day against these two guys because Lindsay is a handful. See, I, I think they are a handful, but my worry isn't... I think that the defence is what it is. They're going to have their field running the ball. Um, I feel like against a quarterback like Joe Flacco, we can probably sell out to stop the run a little bit more than normal um, because he's, Joe Flacco isn't Deshaun Watson. There's no risk of escaping the pocket. There's no risk of a, a big play, an accurate throw um, like there is with with other quarterbacks. It's the truth. Joe Flacco is not a good quarterback. This is where we're and talking it, about and it, and he's after this game next week. We're going to be saying like, he threw 500 yards, six touchdowns, <laughs> yeah, and we're like, yeah, oh, what the hell's going on? Uh, throwing left-handed passes. Yeah. <laughs> But my, my worry is actually on the other side of the ball. 
and Tariq Hill coming back is great it's maybe Sammy Watkins might come back which will make all the difference to this mm-hmm. offence but Pat Mahomes is not healthy no he's just not you can tell he has no faith in his offensive line he's throwing off the back foot a lot his, his mobility has gone down a little bit every time he takes a hit we're worried there's going to be a season ender for him um and I just know that the Broncos with Vic Mangio's defense, they're going to come after him. And mm. I do worry about that. I think it's going to be quite a cagey affair on Thursday night. Pretty low scoring. And I do think you are right in what you were saying earlier. We're going to see loads of Royce Freeman. We're going to see loads of Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Um, not so much Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders. There's going to be so much run, run, running from the Broncos. But I, predicting it, I think we're going to have to go around the table and come back to me because I, I, I do think this is a coin flip game with the way that the teams are playing at the moment. Mm-hmm. You touched on something briefly there and I think you were getting on it before before we were actually going on to the Broncos game is the personnel, backups. Um, Mahomes, yeah, he's not... He, he clearly doesn't look healthy with that, that bum ankle that he's got. But the fear is that we've got nobody to back him up afterwards. We've got nobody really who we are confident in having a quarterback uh, if he actually goes off the field. I mean, who is our backup quarterback? Is it Moore? Matt Moore. I'm sitting um, thinking, like... What? So we, 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 we're in this situation now where we, we feel like we have to keep throwing Mahomes on. It's not going to help a franchise quarterback later on down the, down the years if he keeps getting banged up. Well, it's not even that. It's just a case of if you can protect him better, it's fine. Um yeah. Uh, the problem is we can't. You know, well, I know, but but at the same time, that's no that's no reason to not play Patrick Mahomes. That'd be insane, hmm. um, completely insane. Like unless it's you know like a really serious high ankle sprain, which I don't think it is. I just think he keeps like I say, bef- he's basically just not had the chance to let it properly heal. Hmm. But as I say, it's not like you know a, a major major issue. It's just. Like, as I say, if the offensive line could protect him better, I think we'd be fine. Yeah. Um, and I say, if we could establish the run a bit better, we'd probably be, fa- be fine. Um, I say, it, it's just a, it's a combination of things that that's kind of spiralled a little bit. And, and that's the problem. I don't think it is one specific thing. I just think it's a combination of things that have come together mm-hmm. to kind of make the situation worse, pretty yeah. much. Because Mahomes, I think it was Mahomes was fine yesterday until there was one play where, um, I can't remember who it was, but Houston linebacker sort of got a bit of pressure and he just fell a bit awkwardly and you could yeah. see him trap his left foot underneath mm. his leg. And it was like, you know, it's just, it's kind of, there's not really much you can do about that. That kind of stuff's going to happen and mm. it's just unfortunate. But I say, but like sitting Mahomes... I don't think really makes a difference in that regard because, yeah. as I say, that could happen. It might not. You yeah. protect him better. It definitely doesn't happen. Um, and as I say it's just. I, uh, it's like it'd be nice to have an early bye week. Yeah, uh, I say that much. So what like, is it week right twelve? Now, we've got this week twelve. Yeah, oh, it'd be really nice to have a week. Like you know what? Because obviously, I think it's Thursday and then Monday night game, isn't it? Mm. Or Sunday night game? Mm-hmm. Sorry, not Monday night. That actually might help a little bit, you know. I know, obviously, we're not looking forward to Thursday night in Denver right now, but no. you know that extra, you know, few days rest might actually be beneficial. Come, as the the Packers, you know, mm. a week on Sunday. 
Yeah, with the uh, with the backups that we've got, though, I mean, injuries obviously been a, a, a big hit with us uh, at the moment, and the backups have come in, and they haven't really. I mean, look at look at the backup the backup backup that we had of uh, Ryan Hunter in against the uh, the Colts. I mean, he got a, was it a naught point naught rating or something like that from um, you know protection. Oh, yeah. You know, can bugger off so, PFF anyway. Yeah, we're not looking at those stats. But what I'm, what I'm trying to get out of here is, do we then start questioning the likes of Brett Veach, who's bringing in these players? You know, because we, we've we spent a lot of money on this defence. A lot of money. Yeah. Re, you know, re, changing it around, revamping it from a 3-4 to a 4-3, and it doesn't look any better. And yet we've thrown money at it, left, right, I mean, and centre. When does he get it? I mean, probably, you know, sooner rather than later if it carries on. But at the same time, I think it's the situation for a lot of teams. Like, you know, it's rare that teams are super deep at a number of positions. Like, it doesn't always happen. Obviously, we're unfortunate that the Chiefs have had injuries at positions where they're not particularly deep. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Tyreek Hill went down and it was fine. You know, the the Chiefs sort of got got on with it because they were so... you know, so deep at wide receiver. Mm. And, you know, Damian Williams going down, the fine at running back. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a problem there. The problem is there's certain positions where they're really thin and they've just been kind of unfortunate that, you know, that's where the injuries have been occurring. Right, left tackle. Um, <laughs> yeah, left tackle, yeah. left guard. Like, you know, obviously on the D-line, at linebacker, you know, positions where you're thin already and then you get injuries, it's, it's rough. Um but as I say, like part of that does have to go down. Like part of that does go on Veach. I'm not like ready to solely throw the blame on him, but you know you have to say that part of the blame does go on Veach for sort of building a team that is as unbalanced as it is currently. And you know, it was never going to happen overnight. We said that hmm. going into the off season. The people they, they, that are like anti Veach and the ones calling for his head, they've they've got some good ammunition if they want to have a discussion because well, you, have to, you, have to, you have to look at yeah, his three big splashes and then his two draft classes there's just so far are looking extremely underwhelming. Like I was happy about the Frank Clark trade. I was happy about the Sammy Watkins signing. Anthony Hitchens I didn't really know a lot about, but ultimately those three so far have proved disappointing. Now Frank Clark's got all the time in the world to turn it around. Sammy Watkins actually played pretty well. Yeah, he was good against. He was actually he graded out. I know we're not massive PFF fans here, but he graded out really well against the run uh, on Sunday. They weren't running at his edge, and he 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 seemed better yesterday, but still not the contribution we want from a hundred five million dollars defender. But Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy. Um, We give a big contract to a guy that's got health issues, and then Anthony Hitchens has been very underwhelming. And then you look at the two draft classes, like the two thousand eighteen draft class is just the biggest waste of time um, outside yeah, of awful. Derek Nardi who's a bit part contributor it's been god awful the 2017 draft class is looking okay in respects to one Thornhill and McCall Hardman like Thornhill looks like oh, he could be the guy in a few years yeah, sorry. 2019 sorry um, McCall Hardman looks like he could be a guy in a few years time but he's still not great he didn't go out and get the corner and I feel like unless one of these big free agents or one of these these players that recently drafted turn it round in the next 11 games, 10 games, however long it is, then I think the questions are going to be asked about the offseason because if you look at what Dawson's done in in Cleveland since he's gone there, he's managed to acquire talent. Oh, yeah, look how they're doing. Yeah, yeah very, very true. But I, I, I think it's more so on a coaching standpoint from there because I, I, I don't think anyone could deny that 
They've got. It's to funny you should bring that, that up, Tom, because it's weird how all these big time signings that the Chiefs have made that have come from other systems and have played well have suddenly come to the Chiefs and aren't playing well. It yeah. almost thinks makes you think that maybe the coaching's an issue maybe, at the same may, time. May, maybe, yeah. Then that's a conversation to have as well but regarding Spagnuolo, but that's a whole different minefield to get into. Oh, I, I <laughs> don't, don't disagree. I'm <laughs> I don't just saying, like, I say, like, it, I think there's a number of issues that have basically snowballed. You know, I don't think mm. you can put it on solely on Brett Veach no, or solely on Spagnolo or solely on any one person I just think there's a number of things that have all basically snowballed together to make a few sort of bad situations yeah. into something really bad basically yeah and I just think the only thing that probably makes Veach looks worse is if you look at timescales because if you look at the timescale for Andy Reid yeah. he's had a longer here he's done well in the past and now he's we're questioning Spagnolo's only had six or seven games Brett Veach has now had a good two or three off seasons and the, the, the moves that he has made ha- haven't been working out so far so we've got very little positives in regards to Brett Veach his negatives far outweigh his positives for how long he's yeah. been here and I think that's why people are going for him and it doesn't help that the guy that they let out the building before Dorsey even went in Chris Ballard is is that's the one I'm the most job. gutted about he's, yeah. he's like top three GM in the league you've probably got him and Schneider and the guy from Philadelphia I can't remember his name and like they are like top top GMs and we let that guy walk out the door and so obviously Veach is going to be compared to Ballard and when Ballard's smashing it it's only going to make Veach look worse I, I mean, say like yeah on. that was just that was just why I was so high on Ballard at the time and it's yeah. so like it's great because it's like see I was right but at the same time it's bad because it's <laughs> like he's not doing it for us <laughs> <laughs> no I mean Veach he, he did seem as though he was quite heavy on on getting wide receivers all the time, wasn't he? he was it, it, it's his kind of area that he wanted to arm Mahomes with. But I mean, I sort of got the Mahardman move at the time because yeah. we didn't know about Hill. Yeah, like exactly. it's, it's yeah. easy in hindsight because Hill's basically been available. Like obviously, it had been injured, but like you know, he's not had a ban, so it's easy to go. Oh well, you know, we could have picked a position in need yeah, that yeah. was a position in need at the time. Um, you know, I'm not going to criticise this this year's draft class. I think Thornhill looks like he could be really good. I do uh, like Hardman. Thornhill, has sh- yeah. Hardman's shown flashes. Um, you know, obviously Thompson not got a ton of looks now, but looks promising. Um, and you know, considering we didn't have a first round draft pick, I think you know, we've done all right so far out of that draft. Mm-hmm. It's the year before that for me is the the real real bad one I'm a little higher on Derek Nardi than Tom is I mean he's very good against the run it's just that he basically offers nothing in sort of real pass rush I mean we could be be quite harsh on Veach though because there has been a number of injuries during the last couple of weeks that haven't helped this at all and like you said we were talking about the the, the key areas and stuff that um, you know the, the Chiefs have been unfortunate in losing so yeah, maybe we are getting, being a bit harsh on him for now because it, up, up until now it's worked okay, hasn't yeah, it, the if, team? If, we, so, if, if the Chiefs, like, they, at the end of the day, they lost these last two games with a combined 13 points. Yeah. And so had the refs not made that mess up with the Kelsey decision last week, had um, 
the Chiefs not messed up, fumbled the ball last week. LeSean McCoy doesn't fumble against the Colts and they score mm. that touchdown. Then we, we're not even having this conversation. The Chiefs are sitting at 6-0. The, the, the margins are so fine. Yeah. And and there has there was a major overreaction to last week's game. I don't think it's been helped by the way that we lost yesterday either. Yeah. But if we, win on, if we win on Thursday, we're 5-2. We've still got a few games up on, on the division. We've got a, mm-hmm. a tough schedule coming coming along with the Vikings and the Packers. Yeah, but but uh, after the Patriots, that, uh, after Patriots that schedule down. toughens up as well. Exactly. So yeah. they, I, I still have every faith in this team, regardless of their issues, because there's a long time to sort them out between now and the playoffs. I still think they're going to win the division. I still think they're going to get the second seed in the AFC I think the first seed is going to be too hard to get because the Patriots have got such a cupcake schedule for the next couple of weeks Mm -hmm. but then it gets a little bit harder but then the Chiefs have got tough games as well Um, but I do think the Chiefs will will be that 12 and 4 11 and 5 sort of range and we just have to see how this team looks in the end of December because right now you wouldn't give them a a cat and hell's chance of doing anything in the playoffs but if they can sort out a couple of these issues mainly in the trenches then who knows where this team could go because at the end of the day they have got the MVP in the backfield still exactly exactly um, so we've got the the, the Broncos um, we've got any predictions from you boys um, I'm I'm going to say the Chiefs turn it around and win 31 to 17 I thought you said 2 then I thought, I thought yeah. we were getting a safety no. somewhere there. 31 17 um, 31, I, I say I, just, I, I think you know, it's, there's just obviously there's there's things that have been highlighted over the last two games, but I still think it's very fine margins, and the Broncos are for me a bad team, um, and you know obviously they they're, they're going to look to run the ball, but I say hopefully because obviously they don't have the Sean Watson at quarterback, it sort of evens that out a little bit, and mm-hmm. I say if the Chiefs can get up early, that that'll make. A huge difference against Denver because, as I say, Quite I don't think crowd, Denver. Yeah. Well, Denver aren't really built to score quickly either. Uh, you know, they they can they don't have the weapons that mm-hmm. you know uh, Houston has in Watson and uh, you know Hopkins and Will Fuller. No, um, uh, Fant hasn't quickly. been sparkling either, has he? Really, their uh, first round pick. Mm. But as I say, I don't think he's helped by the quarterback situation either. No, no. Uh, what about you, Tom? Okay, I've had a. F- I've had a little think about it. I've done some maths. Um, I think the Chiefs win 27-23. I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, but Pat Mahomes, with the game on the line, look staring down a 4-3 and three record, takes the Chiefs down the field and scores a, a last-minute touchdown. And then, yeah, wins 27-23. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to go quite low this week. Okay. I think I'm going to go uh, 21-14. Chiefs. No field goals. No, in mile high. Wow. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. bold. That's really that is bold. bold. Yeah, it is quite bold. <laughs> that's really bold. Uh, no, yeah, I'm going twenty-one fourteen. Um, just, yeah, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think I think you're right. It's going to come down to a fourth quarter miracle or something like that. That's going to um, nail the nail it in the in the coffin for the Broncos. But um, I I am very concerned about this run day. But I think what they might do, they might just like like Dave said, they might just concentrate on that area and just stuff that as much as they can and dare Flacco to try and uh, take on our DBs um, and hopefully that's going to be uh, leading to some picks hopefully but um, yeah I, I'm quite quite reserved for me isn't it 
<laughs> yeah, very twenty-one yeah. fourteen. Um, so, all right then. Well, those are our thoughts on the Our Heads Abroad podcast. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the uh, the Facebook page and Twitter page, which is at KC Chiefs underscore UK. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.